Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome to the first episode of V Superheroes. Um, I'm sitting here together with uh, two of my colleagues and uh, the bolt called Frederick, which is easy for me but confusing for you. And um, today we will going to talk about who we are and and what our passions are. And and maybe I can I can start with one of the Fredericks. And let, let's let's take the Frederick in front of me, uh, the Frederick that does uh, has some background with the networking and security, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that appears to be the case. So hi Stan, um, and thanks for having us. And no problem. The podcast. So yes, my name is uh, Frederik Verduikt. I am the uh, system engineer specialist for the network and security business unit within VMware, which means that I spent most of my time doing network and security related stuff towards customers and partners and whoever wants to listen. Um, I'm doing that since 2015 successfully to some extent um, and before that uh, as part of my career networking and security has always been a, a drive mm -hmm. for me um, when I first started out I was uh, working at uh, Dell uh, late 90s <laughs> already uh, at a help desk so nothing to do with network and security at that point but it was a good uh, learning curve it was the was the help desk at Dell in Belgium itself yes okay yes, yes. near near Brussels yeah. uh, where the offices still are still are or I think so yeah yeah um, so yeah part of the help desk there uh, as part of the, the the consumer related product so I had all kinds of weird questions how does a CD-ROM work uh, how does my coffee tray work yeah so very very broad set of questions but it did prepare me uh, first of all it, it, it helped me with my French because that was terrible and I had to talk French because it was yeah, over the phone always um, and it also helped me to interact with customers and to listen to customers mainly because I needed to understand the problem in order for me to solve it I did that uh, for a year and a half approximately then I moved to a, a local reseller slash integrator in the uh, community where I lived that grew out in, in other different instances of the same company with the same people over a period of a couple of years. And there I um, always, as you're part of a small company, you do everything. Yeah. So you, you do your own technical support, your own pre-sales, your own marketing. Uh, at some point I was driving around with printers so just to give you an idea of how broad it was and then on Monday I could be doing that and on Tuesday I was installing a firewall for, for instance so that's what we call broad yeah. very broad that's <laughs> <laughs> definition of broad yeah. um, but good again very good learning curve very good interaction with customers from both sides of the um, sales motion as well as the technical motion um, learned a lot a lot of different products but always had the, the the reflex to go back to security related stuff for some reason that was my thing yeah i did not know that when i started there but i was very adept to configuring networking devices security devices endpoint solutions yeah. stuff like that uh, i did that for a couple of years about five i believe and then moved to uh, a more specialized integrator called uh, called impact from uh, the ghent region mm -hmm. There, do they still exist today, uh, or they changed names? I, I'm not sure. I think they merged with yeah, another company. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the expertise was is, is was and is probably still there. Um, at that point, it was mostly about um, 
McAfee-related solutions, some Kaspersky, some Fortinet or Focus. Uh, more, more in the security space. And only uh, only security-related. Uh, Again, a very good learning curve. Uh, I was a consultant there, also gave trainings, um, interacted with a lot of customers from different uh, verticals uh, all across the board, big, small, uh, very, very good vari variation in there. Uh, also did for that for about five years. So five years seems to be a, a tipping point for, m for my career. How many years are you at VMware? Uh, almost four. <laughs> so uh -oh. at least a year to go, <laughs> if that answers your next question. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that great period, great colleagues, great company as well. Uh, but after five years, I, I wanted to do something else. Then I had the opportunity to start working at uh, Juniper. Uh, also a network and security vendor. And I was, uh, again, system engineer, consultant, um, in charge of the security portfolio. So that went from, from firewalls to SSL access to VPN and, and all that kind of stuff. Another kind of experience, because at that point you work for a vendor, you're, you're much more tied into the, from one end, the sales process on how you work with partners and, and customers uh, as a whole. And from another end, uh, how to interact with product management and then um, how that relates to doing your day-to-day -day business. And, and uh, I had the luck of, of working, of being the system engineer for uh, big customers, so the, the enterprise-related customers, yeah. the Swifts and the NATOs of, of this world, uh, which also meant that uh, for certain specific use cases that they had, they wanted some changes in the products the current products and the future products, which required me to interact very closely to product management and, and development. And, and one of the things, many things uh, from my junior period, but one of the things I'm extremely proud of is that I was able to influence the, the future of, of certain platforms. The roadmap, basically. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because, because of the, the, the size of the customers I was supporting, that helped interacting with product management. In the end, it's all about the dollars, uh, of, of course. Of course. Um, but that, that really helped. And um, for a certain set of uh, products, mainly the firewall products, that really, a, a certain aspect of those firewall products is all about uh, secure access, VPN, remote access, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that feature set, I was proud to, to be able to change that kind of roadmap and, and, and the way that was being consumed later on by the, that specific set of customers. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I still do, and it's a, how do you say it, is a, a hidden pleasure of mine. I still go to the release notes from time to time to see if that specific feature is still in there or, or not, <laughs> yeah, because that's my little baby. Um, so, but the proud part is that you were able to influence uh, how a specific feature in a specific uh, Product was was uh, changed. Yeah. And why or did you uh, why did you jump to to VMware? Or did th that's the moment you jumped to VMware as well? Not yet. Oh, not yet. Not okay. yet. Uh, after Juniper, I joined uh, Checkpoint for a okay. rather small period of time. Um, another type of vendor, really, really only actually security related. Everything they do is is with security uh, first, and that's. Um, it's something that I learned from that period. It's something that I, I adapted to uh, as well. That that mantra, that that saying, everything they do is always security first. Actually, very much like that, because that means that security becomes an enabler to do certain stuff. 
Um, nowadays, we, we, we connect applications, we connect clouds, we connect devices, we connect users with each other. If you know that you can do that in a secure fashion, then it doesn't matter what you're doing because it is secure. Yeah. So I really like that, that point of view. Um, after that period, I, I joined VMware because I already was in love with VMware way, way back in, in my career. Um, not the first hour of VMware, but pretty much. I got certified as well at some, at some point. Um, and I really kept track of what VMware was doing. Yeah. And especially when they started embracing network and security, which was, again, the, the, the highlights of my career, um, I felt it was time to... To jump. To jump, yes. Yeah. Uh, good summary. Yeah. Um, why? Because, and, and, and still today, I, I strongly believe that VMware is best positioned to change how we deal with anything IT-related, basically anything IT-related, mm -hmm. whether that's building a data center, whether that's giving remote access to, to users from everywhere on every, on every device, whether that's consuming resources from any kind of cloud. VMware is today, I believe, the strongest player in, 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 in the market. Field. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's also because the strategy as a whole is coming to life quite rapidly at this moment within uh, within VMware. So I think that's also part of the success or that is the success at this moment. Uh, absolutely. And, and the evolution is, is so fast. And to give you an idea, when I joined in 2015, I was in charge of one product, NSX, the Network and Security Virtualization Platform. Now, in my business unit, I have six products. Mm. So over the course of four years, uh, it's a tremendous it's a diversified growth. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, that maybe one, one last thing, uh, some uh, passions of yours. And I, I, I know one, uh, security, but I, I've seen some uh, presentations of you um, about hacking where you... Uh, Disclose the password of mine, uh, which was uh, well. I used the password five years ago, but uh, but it was uh, kind of um, fun to see. Well, not fun, but um, uh, confronting. Let's call it like that. Mm. To see you uh, a password, and actually of all the colleagues on a on on the slide, uh, and um, that, that I assume that is one of the passions. It, it it definitely is. Security has always been a big interest of of mine. Um, not only from the defensive part, but also from the offensive part. Uh, in that sense, hacking for me is super interesting. I mean, in, in awe of what some people are able to do in, in their spare time or as a profession mm -hmm. sometimes. They're able to find yeah, literally holes in um, common day operations. What, yeah. we what we take for granted, they start picking at it and find vulnerabilities and start yeah. exploiting that and making it do what they want to do instead of what it was designed to, to do. Uh, yeah, great uh, fascination for that. Now, uh, coming back to the presentation that you mentioned, that's actually uh, what we call low-hanging fruit. Yeah. It's, it's very easy to determine somebody's passwords nowadays. A lot of commotion uh, around that in the media as well. Yep, It's, it's too easy. It's too easy. Um, a big advocate of uh, strong passwords or a password manager and, and very simple things that we can Some even... Basic, basic rules. Yeah, yeah. We, we can learn our grandparents uh, to do, but you would be amazed on, on how much uh, this is not covered by, by, yeah. by people. Yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, there used to be a website, Rock Rock U something, mm. that was hacked 10 years ago, approximately. And... Um, the password file that was generated after that hack um, was then sanitized to see what are the most popular uh, passwords. And a big percentage of that was password. 
as a password. Uh, God, money, sex, welcome, welcome uh, very generic words, real Real, Real words, words that you can read, no yeah. variations, or the or name of the site, the name of the site yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, stuff like that, very generic stuff. And that password file is actually still used today by modern hacking tools. So, for instance, there's a platform called uh, Kali, which is a Linux distribution that hosts yeah. a lot of uh, uh, offensive tools. tools. Yeah. And one of the password files is still called rocku.txt and still works. On, on a lot Today. of uh, on a lot absolutely, of, yeah, absolutely. so, uh, so we, we didn't really change in the in the our behavior hasn't changed yeah. no 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 we take things for granted too, yeah. too easily that's yeah. the, that's the culture of today yeah. Yeah. IIT is doing stuff yeah. uh, for us and, and other passions other passions uh, general geek culture uh, film music the typical stuff okay yeah. cool and you you mentioned one thing in your um, in your uh, introduction you said one time uh, device or user and and that brings me to the other uh, frederick which is it's a it's a, a bridge that is already uh, far far ahead but uh, or, or after 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 the words that we we said but there's another frederick sitting next to me uh and on, on the at the table uh, welcome other frederick uh, hi stain <laughs> thank you for having me it's uh, well we're, we're, we're three hosts of the podcast so uh, we're, it's actually our podcast so it doesn't really matter we, we are having each other on the we podcast so so frederick you are you are more the um, end user computing guy indeed uh, yeah. so uh, i started at vmware almost two years ago and um, i started as a core z so i had knowledge about almost every product of VMware or every solution of VMware. But at a certain moment, one of my colleagues uh, at that time left the building, I would say, and he went to an other vendor, I would say. Yeah. And uh, the opportunity arose to, to choose something else. So uh, I jumped on that boat and uh, I haven't regretted it for the moment. I've uh, been doing that for almost a year now. And I must say that it was uh, an exciting journey uh, right. in the end-user computing world. It has world. been a rocket ship, I think, for you. It has been a rocket ship. Uh, because uh, Frederick on the other side here was, was talking about the six products uh, that, they, that they have. Um, we have also a, a couple of products in our, in our solution stack. But the thing is that you have so many uh, components, components turning around. If you look at, at unified endpoint management, okay. The product is unified input management, AirWatch, powered by yeah, AirWatch. There is more than but, AirWatch but, on but, there, right? But the thing is that it uh, manages Google devices or Android devices, then uh, iOS devices, uh, macOS devices, and Windows not, devices. And they're not talking the and same language. And they're not talking the same language. So that makes it difficult. Yeah. Uh, but um, who am I? Maybe I'm going to start with, yes. with that question uh, to, to, to begin with. Um, I've, uh, I have a... A bit of a similar career. Uh, so I started as a support engineer at the hospital, uh, okay. and a bit a bit of developer also. So I had a 50-50 job. I, I needed to do some support because you need to know the organization before you can do development for for that organization. And that was a quite interesting career. I didn't have five year labs. I have two year labs. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, I've already spent uh, spent that time in the, at VMware. So uh, my time is overdue. Uh, <laughs> saying anything 
I hope Olivier or Bart is not listening. Uh, but um, who, who are the uh, managers? If, uh, yes, just, uh, just yes, for the, the sake of local <laughs> management. Yeah, correct. Um, but just to, just to be clear, that uh, that was an, an interesting job because you learned a lot uh, in, in business wise, also listening to problems. And and after two years, um, the thing was that I evolved in in doing more development, and development was not really my kind of cup of tea, because at a certain moment when you start developing um, and I do not want to to say to developers you've it's it's a kind of a different kind of job and what I see at that moment I started developing certain solutions and I've developed one block and after a while you need to develop something else but you you reuse your code and you say I already developed that part and you start rewriting your own code and it got boring at a certain moment and because it got boring I did a sabbatical. Uh, I went on a, a trip for uh, almost a year. Uh, I did some um, hotel animation. <laughs> that was not uh, the, the brightest part of the, of the sabbatical. Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> I did some uh, dancing and prancing on, uh, on stages and, and some animation. Uh, These days the it would on, on YouTube, but yeah. uh, <laughs> you're going to need more details. <laughs> there are Probably there are some uh, pictures and some uh, movies on YouTube somewhere. Um, Let's share them in the show notes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> try to look them up. Um, and then I also did some skiing. Uh, I had two seasons of, of skiing. That was uh, more responsible of um, inviting the guests and then making sure that everything w works well. But during the day I had some time off and I could go skiing uh, full day. So I had some uh, nice time off. But at a certain moment my dad said, hey, uh, you're going to come back to the real life, you need to look for a job. So I started uh, again at the hospital for a couple of months because they wanted me back. So I did something good at that moment. But I also had some other offers running around and I started at EBS. Doesn't, I do not know if it still exists uh, for the time being. The name rings a bell. Yeah, it's a storage type in uh, Amazon, but that's not what it's uh, working ah, for. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my, my mistake, my mistake. <laughs> but uh, it, it was um, mainly a mainframe, uh, so uh, IBM uh, AS400 uh, systems and so on. But I did the system engineering part and I did mainly end-user computing, uh, so support on that part. And I had two customers, one in Antwerp and one in Brussels. So I did one, one, one week, I had one in Antwerp, and the other week I did one customer in Brussels. And I was doing everything there. Printers, firewalls, mm -hmm. uh, storage, uh, servers, um, mainframe and those kind of things. So a bit of everything and it was exciting. Uh, and then um, because it was mainly first level, second level support and, and those kind of things, at a certain moment I wanted more and uh, I changed job again after two years, about. Uh, and I started at a, a small uh, partner uh, also were a connection and uh, they still uh, exist and, and they yep. are growing and they're quite uh, successful and they're quite successful uh, they have an experience center and, 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 and so on they, uh, they do uh, they do nice things who is it? Uh, it's with it's connection <laughs> with uh, with Microsoft and so on a uh, bit of different solutions that we had but okay and uh, I did some installations there and I grew into uh, a more uh, system engineering role 
And from that point on, I did again a leap to uh, service management. Uh, that was at Savaco. It was a short and brief uh, period there because I had the opportunity to become uh, ICT manager at uh, a real estate uh, company, Matexi. And that's a job that I almost did five years. Uh, so um, I had a, a sh- almost a short break because I had a job port- opportunity at Dell uh, that didn't go through so sorry um, Steve Boone I would say <laughs> uh, for, for that uh, mis- miscommunication but uh, but I was always interested in VMware at that point of time also and uh, and I said uh, at a certain moment I already knew Olivier and so on um, they were looking for somebody who has Gorezy and that was the moment that I thought okay let's jump and go to a vendor uh, haven't forget that choice uh, for the moment and I, I hope I will not because I still amuse myself in my job every day but uh, and the colleagues are, are fine of amazing course. Course, colleagues, amazing colleagues, colleagues. top level um, and if I if I look what I'm doing now if I look at, at what is changing and everything uh, it's the daily discussions with digital workspace and and every customer has a discussion something around digital workspace it could be that they are thinking about uh, a minor set, so only published applications or even VDI, or they are thinking about mobility and, and flexibility on, on how people uh, use their solutions or their applications. And, and this is the line then with security and so on. But it's always interesting to know what is the vision of a certain company. Do you want to, do you want to make sure that employees can use digital workspace or do you just want to have a set of solutions? And uh, last time I had a discussion with a couple of other colleagues about the social or economical or uh, ecological impact of a digital workspace. Because, for example, if people would be allowed to work at home or to, to, to do a more flexible job, you would reduce traffic jams, for example. Absolutely. Less traffic jams, maybe less accidents. Mess, uh, less less uh, CO uh, two in in the sky, Emission, so yeah. less less pollution and those kind of things. So yeah. there were a lot of things. So I'm thinking about blogging about this. Uh, in, you, in you, you did you did blog about it? I think already a pa- I had parts a, of it. I think I, I had a, a small article around. Uh, I had two security uh, two, as well. I, I had two uh, in the last couple of months. I had two articles. Uh, the one was about security, yeah. uh, so there was a security threat, or there th- happened something at um, the Department of Justice in Belgium. Yeah, the Department of Justice. Yeah. That one word I was looking for about the this, the data theft of um, files, yeah. of files, and so on. Yeah. And because the the person uh, could enter his office, the data was on a local hard drive. It was on a rem- it was uh, on a USB hard drive. On a, on a USB hard drive, for, yeah. uh, so they could steal that data. So I, I said, why is it possible to put that data on a USB drive? Uh, how can this person enter the office? Uh, shouldn't it be better to make sure that he cannot put that on a USB drive? And if he can, encrypt it. Uh, those kind of things. And I put a little bit of a solution on top of that one. And uh, the other one was around uh, the security of, of digital workspaces and that um, yeah, a lot of um, what happens in, in small vendors, uh, in small partners, what sometimes happens, they open an RDP session firewall and they make sure if you just 
call you like. If you just look on the, the broad internet and you look for uh, the ports uh, for LEP uh, sessions, you could find a lot of things. And if you try, try to hack in them and use the word password and administrator, yeah. it could be that you can enter. Uh, there is uh, a doubt. That, was a, that was quite a big uh, uh, hack in the, in the States on RDP uh, for yeah. uh, cash registers, for example. So, uh, and that's also, again, where I said you can deliver more secure solutions on, on that part. Uh, so these are the things that I'm doing daily and, and these are the discussions that we have daily. Um, and the nice thing is that you can broaden the scope because I only take it from my point of view and user computing. But it's nice to see, okay, uh, it's about security. How can we integrate with uh, Frederick on the other side then uh, with NSX, for example, and, and talk about micro-segmentation and VDI yeah. or published application world? Or how can we do per-app VPN a micro-segment? Uh, or how can we make sure that we integrate with third-party Carbon Black, for example, and app defense? Yeah. Those kind of things. Or if I look at Stain, then uh, the VDI part and, and why is it better on, on a total stack yeah. and VCF for VMware Cloud Foundation with vSAN and so on. Yeah. So these are the things that are nice to talk about because we can deliver a full solution. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, that's about it in, in, a, sh and, and, in, in, in a nutshell, I would say. Th that is what you're doing on a daily basis. What are, yeah. what are the, the passions? Uh, a couple of passions. Uh, I'm I'm a bit of the the geek, not really. Uh, I, I try to follow technology in in a broad sense. Uh, mm -hmm. So I went to a shop last week. I already told you a bit uh, about uh, a shop in New York. Uh, it's called Beta, and it was cool to see because they had a lot of fancy stuff, gadgets, uh, uh, gadgets, gadgets and, there, yeah. and those kind of things. So I like those kind of things. Uh, but what do I also like is uh, I like to take uh, pictures. Um, so I, I have my own camera and... and Photograph. And, and that's something that I do daily. Uh, I take or my cell phone or my camera and I try to take new uh, points of view or, or people and, and I try to take a nice picture. I had some couple of New York that I went yeah, uh, last week on Facebook and, I, and I try to uh, not like for if you look at the flat iron building, okay, everybody takes the same picture and I found a tree a bit of in front and there was a bird sitting on yeah, that tree. I that so I, I try to look for a new, uh, a new kind angle. of uh, a yeah. new angle of, of that same picture because what I mostly do if I'm on a place, I look on Pinterest or Instagram and I yeah. type the hashtag or flat iron building and you see already the same pictures. And then I try to say, hey, I do not want that picture because it already exists. Yeah. If I want that picture, I go to Google. And you can just find that find picture. Find it. Yeah. Hey, this is a nice picture yeah. and I'll and, and use it. But yeah. And um, because I have a large database, I sent you a picture last yeah. uh, this week uh, about do not backup. That was a yeah. nice one because you're talking I will, about... I will, I will use it somewhere in, uh, in the, I think, second half of this yeah. year, I think. Yeah. So I'm also looking now to build my own presentations with my own pictures. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, looking for angles, for example, rep repetitive tasks. Uh, I have had a, a picture now that uh, with a lot of lamps, uh, yeah. those kind of things. So I'll, I'll try to use my own pictures and my own oh, presentations. Cool. I think it, you have a story behind that picture, that's one, and two, you can tell something new. Yeah, true. That's about it. Uh, but staying back to you, maybe you can tell something about yeah, yourself. Yeah, I, I, can, I can definitely tell something about me. Um, so, uh, yeah, my name is Stan, Stan April. I'm, uh, I'm the vSAN specialist SE for, um, yeah, for VMware, of course, in the, in the Benelux region. Um, so we are, uh, we are two, uh, and I'm looking after uh, 
the Belux part, so same uh, same territory as you guys, and uh, parts of the Netherlands, depending on the segment. Uh, and uh, yeah, working uh, for or with uh, Visa. Uh, and that's also, if, if I look back to what I've been doing for the last decade, um, I've always been in pre-sales roles, so a little bit different than, than you guys. You guys really sat behind the keyboard and have some real life experience, look out like that. Um, where where I'm always where I've always been into um, yeah, proof of concepts, building stuff up in a very secure, isolated environment from a demo perspective or whatever. Um, so uh, I started my uh, my career back in the day at Tech Data Distributor, mm -hmm. um, and I was there. Um, I started there as an internal sales, and then from there on, after ten months or so, I uh, I became product specialist for HPE, VMware, APC, Nortel back in the day. So. Uh, Couple of a uh, couple of vendors, but HP was the or HP back in the day was um, was the biggest one, and and that was the moment where if I look back in history from a VMware perspective, it was VMware three three point five. Mm. So that mm. that's where mm. I started the journey mm. somewhere. Same. Mm. Um, and uh, and so, so first demo of, of, of VMware was a was a, a live a live demo of VMotion. Yes. So that 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 that's the, the when 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 VMotion was 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 still like the the, the selling point of, of VMware like you can migrate or move a, a workload with with one ping loss I think, so uh, so that was that was yeah kind of interesting to see how that evolution uh, went on, and right now uh, so when when I when I left there I was um, I was also more on an external part so I was uh, also visiting all the partners and. Uh, uh, yeah, also discussing VMware at that moment and talking about HA, talking about VMotion, why that is the next best thing, um, why um, they needed to um, install Blades at their customers. So also uh, something uh, something interesting if I look back now. Uh, and then uh, then at that moment, HP or HP then uh, bought a left hand. Mm -hmm. And left hand was for, if I look back... It's the P4000. P4000 series, yeah. yeah. So they... Uh, they um, that was actually one of the first software-defined storages that was that was out there because mm -hmm. they also had a VSA. They they end of yeah. life did last week, I think. So it's it's it, it got a long way um, it was until now. Yeah. It was software uh, software-defined? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but it, it was yeah. the first take on the software-defined. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a first take, uh, and then from there on, I moved also to Dell. So uh, there's a. <laughs> some some sort of golden thread in this conversation. Yeah. You almost worked at Dell. You worked at Dell, and I worked at Dell for two and a half years or so. Uh, and there I was a technical sales rep, but also part of the responsibility was external with a couple of customers where we had some some good successes. We all work with Dell. And right now we all work Dell with Dell technologies. Dell. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's it. So and uh, and uh, from there on, what I uh, what I did there was was uh, putting on a demo environments with SRM, for example, and then shipping two racks with Equalogics to the customer, a couple of blades, and then the customer could do some, some POX with SRM on it. Um, and then I, I, uh, I moved away to uh, a partner for 10 months or 11 months, was not a, good, a great success, but, uh, but I, I learned a couple of things there that I don't want to be in sales 100%, <laughs> and I want to be still technical, uh, but I don't want to be an engineer either, so an engineer in me, without behind the keyboard, so installing stuff, I, I can do it if I need to do it in a POC or a demo environment, fine, but I don't want to be at customers and touching their environments, but nah, um, staying away from that. And Otherwise you can break it. That's, that's it, well, you know, it's <laughs> a responsibility uh, uh, game, eh? so that, that's a little bit what I, and, and that was something I didn't want to do. 
learned it very very fast in that moment there was an opening for a view architect as they call it with VCE and VCE mm. were the guys that uh, sold VBlocks back then and VBlocks was actually uh, was it uh, Cisco EMC hardware and VMware on top uh, but also that was the moment that VMware started to get all the pieces in the puzzle together uh, so NSX became more uh, more relevant uh, then vSAN became more relevant EMC had uh, some sort of solutions with uh, with scale.io so you saw a movement coming to to software defined storage, um, and and from there on, I um, I worked there for two three years almost two two and a half three years, uh, and then VMware came um, came knocking at my door saying, "Hey Stan, we are hiring somebody for uh, to do VSAN in the in the in the Benelux region. Uh, are you interested?" Mm. And at, at that moment, you saw a clear move from uh, away from the traditional data center to the hyper-converged world, and you saw a couple of, of leaders there, and VMware was like, at that moment, a challenger. Um, and then we see, as you see, the take-up of, of vSAN at that moment, it was, it was crazy. It's also a rocket ship. Yes, uh, yeah, it is, it's, it's for sure a rocket ship. launched. Uh, it was, it was um, for, from a, if we look at it, at it from, a, from my territory point of view, the Netherlands was already going quite okay. Belux was lacking a little bit, but right now you see, you see vSAN opportunities, uh, wrapped around VxRail or VSAN Ready Nodes all over the place. Um, so and then, yeah, this year, at the beginning of this fiscal year, so within the VMware, we, we start our fiscal year somewhere in February. Um, uh, what, what, what we got as an extra responsibility was VCF, so Cloud Foundation, which makes also sense, uh, because for me, um, yeah, everybody knows VMware from a vSphere perspective, but not from a vSAN or an NSX perspective. Um, and um, how I told my story at customers was always, hey, dear Mr. Customer, you know compute? Yes, I know compute. Um, the next thing in your journey to a cloud or a cloud-alike architectural operational model um, should be the first stepping stone, um, potentially vSAN and then NSX. And from there on, you can connect all the different layers together. And from there on, you can start using whatever you want without, for example, uh, going to the VMC on the AWS part, without even... Uh, uh, yeah, remaking all your uh, mm -hmm. all, all your applications and stuff like that. So that's for me uh, was a little bit the journey until now, and I'm working now since this week. By the way, uh, two years for VMware. Uh, Congratulations! So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, already uh, so, and also every every two to three years, I I had a jump somewhere. So, uh, but uh, but I'm I'm not going uh, going away anytime soon. So uh, I'm 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 okay in my my role today, and uh, I'm I'm okay in what I'm doing. Um, and yeah, from there on, uh, if I look at passions. Um, yeah, there is not. I'm, I'm a simple guy, <laughs> meaning um, I'm I'm also looking into into technology, uh, but gadgets, yes, all over the place. Um, if we um, if we look at uh, at home assistants, yes. If we look at uh, smart lightning, yes. If we look at uh, automation of the home, yes. If you look at podcasting, apart from this podcasting, yes. If you look at drones, not yet, but interested. Uh, so you know, all those things are are part of. Uh, of my uh, of my interest, uh, my area of interest, I would say. So uh, also, uh, we're sitting at at my home. Uh, Frederick was smoking a cigarette outside, uh, looking at the robo mow, <laughs> mowing the lawn. Uh, so it was, yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of funny to uh, to automate everything and to see how 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 it how it changed this, how it changes the world. He wasn't stuck. Right now, I think he's stuck again, <laughs> but uh, he already did part of the job. That's okay. the yeah. robot, by the way, not Frederick. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yes, yes. But Frederick is here, but uh, yeah. the Robo Mo uh, yeah, got stuck somewhere in the in the garden, I think. But uh, that's okay. Um, so yeah, that, that that is that is part of my uh, of my journey and part of what I'm uh, what I've been doing in the last uh, call it decade. 
maybe interesting to know, but how can we find this oh, yeah. thing? Like how, how can we find us as, yes, a, us. as a podcast? At yeah. um, uh, uh, V underscore superheroes on Twitter. Uh, and if you look for superheroes, uh, V superheroes, sorry, uh, on Facebook, you should find us as, as well. Uh, if you look at me um, uh, at as the pril, uh, I will put in the show notes as well because uh, it doesn't uh, pronounce well. I would say in English, and maybe the other guys uh, don't, don't pronounce as well <laughs> in, in English. Uh, so uh, at as the pril on Twitter, uh, of course, I have a Facebook that's kind of uh, private at this moment. So uh, yeah, search for me at uh, at Twitter, and uh, maybe uh, Frederick. Um, uh, for me, it's uh, quite easy. Uh, I have an English one, so uh, yeah, I, I've, yeah. I've created uh, my own um, hero, and it's he's called Endpoint Man. <laughs> so um, you can follow him. Yeah, uh, Freddy, Freddy does all, all his presentations with a cape with Endpoint yeah. Man on. So <laughs> uh, tights. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> cape and tights. <laughs> Let's talk about the tights. Uh, no, I do not do, do the dancing and prancing anymore. So uh, sorry, guys. anymore <laughs> pity. <laughs> um, so endpoint man uh, on LinkedIn, of course. Uh, you can also find me, and um, I would say on Facebook, but Facebook is mostly private yeah. uh, for that part. And the other Frederick on LinkedIn through my name, and on Twitter through the handle be underscore nsx. All right, cool. And uh, maybe a little uh, little thing about the podcast itself, because that's something we didn't introduce at this moment. So that's maybe a good thing to uh, to also introduce a little bit how how we came to the to the name of superheroes and the logo and stuff like that. So it's a little bit of a collaboration between all of us, I would say. Um, so um, the idea behind the podcast is that um, everybody um, that is working with uh, with VMware technology is some sort of superhero for VMware. Eh? So everybody is representing VMware uh, at its customers or at its partners. Um, and what we what we see is that um, that we need to bring on people that ha that have those skills of being a superhero, meaning that are uh, selling stuff or that are implementing stuff. So for us, everybody is a, is a VMware superhero. So that's where uh, the V superheroes comes from. Of course, if you look at the logo, um, that was a, a, a an idea in my gray cells and uh, Frederick, uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, basically made made my brain fart come alive in uh, in his drawing skills. <laughs> so that was kind of funny to uh, to see everything uh, everything happening. And of course, yeah, the, the logo is a, a microphone with a cape. So uh, that's Frederick's cape, the other Frederick's cape, and, uh, and it all comes together. <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> so uh, so if wanna if you wanna join us, feel free to uh, to start following us. Uh, feel free to uh, to uh, reach out to us with some suggestions, whatever. Um, so uh, with that, I would like to conclude everything uh, for the first episode. Hey guys, thank you very much for uh, for being here and. Uh, Let's talk soon. Perfect. Sure.